Hi, you're listening to Bossy Britches with Lisa Schinninger and Julia Dumay. And we are going to be talking about uh, Mars, Mars. Um, in celebration of the fact that, well, we're both kind of flipping out still. I don't know about <laughs> yes. you, but I am. If you can yes. squeeze it in among your Hamilton feels, um, I am like still just flipping out over the fact that uh, NASA has announced that they've discovered liquid water on Mars. Um, only during it? like certain times of the year, but still, I'm just kind of... Ugh, I like every now and then I still just think about that and kind of plots. I'm like, oh my god, this is crazy. That is, like, I, I feel like it's. I still am like trying to wrap my head around the fact that they actually announced it. It wasn't yeah. just like it wasn't a movie I watched. Like, yeah, they actually found evidence of actual water, liquid water. Yeah, not yeah. ice. Like, actual flowing. Oh my god. Oh, oh my, my god. god. Yeah, it's just it's kind of a game changer. It's yeah. just bonkers to me. I every now and then I just stop and think about that, and I'm like, my mind is just blown all over again. Um, I yeah, and uh, that was sort of perfectly timed almost. I'm like, wow, well played, NASA, <laughs> yeah. because that was the same week that The Martian came out, which That's right. uh, I don't know about you, but I really liked it. I loved it so much. It was we've a lot about, of fun. There have been a lot of movies recently that we've been really excited about. Interstellar is the first one that comes to mind, um, where I was so excited initially going in, and then yeah. I was pretty excited about it after, yeah. but it just does not... It, it was okay, but yeah, yeah I didn't but feel... But The Martian, yeah. I... Oh my god, I loved it so much. That was fantastic, yeah. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, and I, like, I haven't read the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I don't, I probably will now. Um, oh, but yeah. I, I sort of only heard about it. This book only appeared on my radar even in like the past year. Uh, cause my mom like loved it. She was mm-hmm. like, Oh my God, it's so good. You have to read it. Um, and then we found out they were making a movie and she got really excited too. So yeah, uh, Mara has read the friend of the show. Mara has read the book, um, and loved it and was trying to get everybody on board with it. Uh, so it's been in my to read pile for a while. I thought I was going to get to it before the movie and it just didn't happen. And I've heard great things about the book. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but I just like the movie just, it blew me away. I went to see it. Uh, yesterday, I had something. I tried like two other times to go. And oh, things wow. kept happening that prevented me from actually going. Oh, no. Uh, so I finally slid into the theater yesterday. Like, this is happening. Oh, wow. Gosh. Um, and it was so good. It yeah. It was just incredible. Yeah. I was surprised because, you know, what I'd heard was just sort of, it's about this guy trying to survive on Mars. Um, mm-hmm. So I had not really heard about much in the way of any other cast and like just watching the trailer I was amazed at like how chock full of people I know and like it was yeah. like there are so many actors I was so delighted that Donald Glover was in it and <laughs> she would tell a Jaya for and of course my shameful shameful imaginary boyfriend Sean Bean and mm-hmm. Kristen Wiig and there's just so it's just chock full of people who are all fantastic and I was like yeah. this is crazy I had no idea it was going to be so much of an ensemble cast yeah same here because all the Bucky Barnes I mean, Bucky Barnes right I almost didn't recognize him because he didn't have enough eyeliner on <laughs> um there, I was really, really pleasantly surprised. I thought that the astronaut crew would have a bigger part 
um, in the movie than they actually did. Uh, but what they did have was, was nice. Um, there actually, there, I did have one complaint about, um, the cast. First of all, I thought Kristen Wiig was kind of miscast a little bit. Yeah, initially. that was an odd sort of, it seemed a little odd to me. Yeah, and then like, she looked really similar to the only other woman on Earth, uh, in the movie who was the, uh, the analyst who worked in Mission Control. Um, oh, yeah. Huh. Who was a young blonde woman. Um, so they like have very similar body types and they had similar haircuts. And I was like, what's happening here? <laughs> um, and then, uh, on the station or on the, on the, on the mission, uh, the two lady astronauts are, they're small, similar body types too. And I was like, this is weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a little odd. And then, um, it's a really white cast. Yeah. Course. That's true. Uh, and I thought, I think, from what I understand, there are a couple of roles that were whitewashed from the book. Oh, that's um, a shame. And then there was um, Vincent Kapoor is um, played by Chiwetelo Ejiofor, which I have absolutely no problems with. That's fine. Yeah, he can. He could have played all the roles. As far yeah, as yeah, always. He could have been the Martian. He could have been the ship. Yeah, <laughs> he could have been Mars. Been the Chinese booster rocket. I <laughs> I would have no problems with any of that. Chiwetelo plays every role. It's fine. That's fine. That's that's nice. We should send that to Ridley Scott. There's yeah. an idea for for like special features on the DVD, right. the all <laughs> Chiwetel Ejiofor version. The director's cut, and he plays every role. Yes. He yeah. He's the potatoes. He <laughs> <laughs> he's the rover. He's the rover. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I. But I. I really like. I did like the cast. I did. You know. It sort of took me out of it to. Every time they introduced a new character and I was like, another white guy, another white guy, another white guy. Oh, a black guy. Oh, a white guy. Um, so, yeah, that was... But, I mean, that's a thing I'm always watching for anyway. So that yeah, that's true. Out. But I did really, really love the cast that they assembled. Um, I thought they all worked re- together really well. There was... I know you were freaking out about it. There's a moment oh, where my they God, come yes. in and they <laughs> introduce this secret thing that they've been this secret plan they've been working on and it has a code name (laughs) so great because they make um like sean bean is in the room when they explain what the code name means and it has a special significance it's Um, yes i i'm gonna go ahead and spoil it that it's gonna spoil it it's project elrond (laughs) um so sean bean and chiotella jayafor and donald glover are explaining the name project elrond and he's like, well, of course, of course, that's the perfect name for it. Yeah, yeah why? Council, yeah, like we're the Council of Elrond. And I just kind of flipped. I was like, nope, I I'm dead. It. Between yeah. that and and Sean Bean's like dad bod and sweater vests, I was like, <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. I don't understand why he's uh, NASA. I like, there's a German astronaut. He could be like on loan from ESA or something. Mm-hmm. I I don't understand. And it's not like they like Chiwetelo Jiafor did an American accent. And I've seen Sean Bean do American accents. I don't understand. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, object to it, but I don't no. understand. Well, I liked it. It gave sort of an, that flavor of international cooperation. Yes. <laughs> that wasn't really present in like the physical body of the cat. Him and the German oh. astronaut. Yeah. yeah. 
the German astronaut. Oh my gosh. And then also the Chinese space agency gets a, a starring Yes, that was cool. Well, which was cool. I, I liked Neil deGrasse Tyson was like talking about this on, on Twitter and he friggin loved it, by the of way. Course. He's yeah. been like flipping out about it and raving about it. Um, and like, he was like, yeah, you can tell this is a fantasy actually because the US and China cooperated on something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so we actually, uh, after I saw it yesterday, um, I, I decided that we're having a contest. Um, and unfortunately, as of taping date, we don't have anybody who has answered it correctly. Oh. Uh, so it's still open. Uh, but the question is, what was the point in the movie that uh, made Lisa first cry? Because, of course, Lisa cried multiple times. Hmm. Um, if you have a guess, write in uh, to the email. It's info at Real Bossy Britches or hit us up on uh, Twitter, Tumblr, or Facebook. There's a contest uh, post at each of those places. This is a um, tough one. I, I'm not sure. It is. You're allowed to guess, too, but don't say it out loud. You have to All right. enter the contest. Uh, winner gets a shout-out on the podcast and um, also an iTunes gift card. And uh, we might even ask you to come up with a bossy short. Yes. To talk about. Yeah. Um, but I did cry a couple of times. All right. One, one tipping point. Um. Yeah. The All guesses right. so far have been hilarious. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm have to read those. No one those. has said the opening credits. We'll have to. Have, we'll have to have a short just for that for us to go through. <laughs> you can tell us what the answer is, and okay. we can go through some of the the best guesses. Some yeah. of our favorites. Yeah, we'll do that. I yeah. Um the answer is not the opening credits, FYI. <laughs> not that easy. Okay. Um yeah, but so we're both big space nerds, obviously. Yes. Uh, we've talked about it on the podcast before. And one of the things that I liked best about this was um like it was a movie for space nerds. Yeah. It wasn't just for like people who are looking for like a thriller or an It really, movie. really was. Yeah. Like, it was nerd shit yeah. like, all the way through. Um, when he says he's going to have to science the shit out of it to stay alive. Oh, my gosh. Like, like, what a thrilling moment that is. And I liked, I'll have to send you, um, there was actually, uh, Popular Science had a few different pieces about it. Um, mm-hmm. And they mentioned, they were like, you know, there really are only three inaccuracies in the movie. Um, and they were like, and they're all pretty minor things. They were like the one thing and the author's like, yeah, now that I know that I would have changed it if I knew, Mm -hmm. um, like the one, the old, like one was like the storm. They were like, you know, yes, you have like hundred miles, several hundred miles an hour winds, these like crazy high winds, but because of like the reduced gravity and the lower inertia forces, it wouldn't really be that bad when you were standing in it it would just be okay. kind of like a, a mild wind would on earth um but they were like but lightning is still a big risk yeah so he was like okay if i'd known about that i would have changed that yeah that was uh while i was in the movie that was one of the things i was thinking about there was very little lightning yeah happening in that storm and that's like the one thing i know about a martian storm um is like the incredible amounts of lightning yeah so that was interesting there was also i I had one quibble during a storm. Um, Matt Damon protects something with like a sheet of tarp. And then like one of those big storms blows up. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Just some You're tarp. Me all this rock is getting blown around and this little tarp is like, oh, I'm fine. <laughs> what? 
it's it's magic NASA tarp. I guess yeah. air pressure, you know, if you can get the, mm-hmm. the balance right, then it's, and get it airtight, that's probably, yeah. I guess. I mean, it's nobody I saw was complaining about it, no, so fine, all right. I'm not it just, that was like, I was like, wait a second. Yeah, that um, was a there little was weird. thing where uh, I actually, I, t- I made notes, I was sitting in the very back of a fairly full theater, um, uh, but there was nobody around me, so I had my phone on, um, taking notes of things I wanted to talk about. And there were a couple of times where I was like, look up the gravity difference between Mars and Earth. Oh, because yeah. Because he was walking around fairly normally, and I couldn't remember what the difference was. And um, But yeah, there were very, very few moments where I was like, wait a second. Yeah. The big one for me was Project Elrond, um, uh, when... Like, it would not have, I don't think that it would have been a surprise to anyone in that room. Like, I just don't. That's true. I cannot conceive of a of a world where this JPL guy is left alone for weeks to do a thing without telling anybody what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he gets on a plane and goes to Houston and springs it on them. I was like, that's, I don't. And he was able to just, right. like, sit there in the giant server room. <laughs> I mean, I never object to Donald Glover. So yeah. I'm like, yes, always. Like, my only complaint about his role in this movie is that th- it was too small. And also he was wearing a shirt the whole time. <laughs> so. Um, I did. I did really enjoy it. There were, I thought, um, some of the the humor I thought was kind of awkward. It was nerd humor. Yeah, <laughs> it was, yeah. and it, that like, can be a little. Of, oh, jeez. Yeah, it was like awkwardly put in, but it was like in a in a way that made sense. Like, for yeah, who were, it it made um, sense for like a bunch yeah. of awkward nerds. This would definitely be the kind of thing they do, the kind of jokes yes. that they make. I really loved it. Really loved it. Yeah, my dad uh, tells me the JPL sets looked pretty accurate too, actually. So apparently he spent some time there for work. So okay. he's like, cool. yeah, that looked a lot like it, actually. Um, One of the things I really liked is, uh, yeah, JPL plays a big role in this. Um, the Jet Propulsion to... Lab, we should, right. we should specify, yes. For Which those who aren't even... quite as obsessed as we are. It even introduces the origin story of the jet propulsion lab yes, in gosh. the movie itself, which I thought was fantastic. Um, yeah, I was, I was really, I was really overwhelmed by how much I loved it. It was um, the very beginning. I kind of wasn't that into um, like the stuff where they're fighting on Mars about whether they're going to stick around for the storm or not. And there's a lot of like building up the team, like the banter between them. And I was like, oh, yeah, that was a little, yeah, there was a little much. Um, yeah, it went but on a you know, long, I'm like, was... okay, they were trying to get as much kind of development of this team and their yeah. dynamic in a very small amount of time before Which they're I all thought... separated for years. Right, and I thought it was strange though because, uh, like, they it's so it happens really fast, and a lot happens in that period of time where they're trying to establish. Yeah, it. and then the team disappears for like an hour. Yeah, yeah, we don't hear from them for a while. Yeah, so I thought that was that was a little weird, but uh, one of the way one of the things I really liked about uh, the movie was the way that they introduced new characters throughout. Um, it's always with the first time you see the new character, they put up their name and their title. Yes, that was helpful. Well, in so, theory, you know, I couldn't remember anything, but I at least sort of understood yeah. with the title, sort of right. how they fit into the story. I was and never going to remember their names, but you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that's why we're all calling them all by their. Uh, yes. but 
Um, like it was really economical. It was a much better way than trying to do all of that through dialogue. Yeah. Which I think if you contrast the way that they introduced the team, uh, on Mars and the way that they introduced the team on earth, um, I think it was a lot more effective, uh, the, the team on earth, uh, because it was just like, here's their name and title and now they're just doing a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just jumping right into it. So I thought that was really cool. I could not keep any of the astronaut names straight. No, me neither. Um, I was like the German guy, the Latino guy, the the girl from House of Cards, Jessica Chastain. Yes. Um, Like in in, uh, dialogue, somebody would refer to somebody by their last name. And I was like, who? Wait, which one? Like, for some reason, I thought Johansson was the German guy, like, throughout, and Johansson is not. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, and also, Johansson is not a German name, and I don't know why I thought that, but, yeah, it was a, it's a big, big cast. Yeah, so, yeah. Go, on, go with, with your thinking cap on. <laughs> take notes. No, you don't need to take notes. It it pulls you along with it. Um, I just, I really loved it, uh, and I really loved the fact that they brought in, um, the Mars Pathfinder. Like, yes. Oh that gosh, <laughs> that was, was oh very exciting. I uh, um yeah, that was fantastic. I one thing. Speaking of, since we we were just talking about the cast before we can kind of move on, I I had it. I read a very interesting review, uh, from Vulture, I believe. Um, and it was it was not their main review of this, but it was about this and some other movie that came out recently. Um the intern or whatever it is the one with Anne Hathaway and Robert De Niro mm-hmm. and they said both of these movies are very interesting because they don't really have villains um yeah but like like even this one like the closest you have is Jeff Daniels and even then it's very clear that like he just doesn't have the luxury of thinking in the short term of thinking on the small scale that like the crew does. And I mean, like when Sean Bean kind of goes behind his back and shares the plan with the astronauts, um, he tells him, look, you know, I'm going to expect your resignation when this is done. You know, mm-hmm. I understand why you did it, but that's not acceptable. And like, there are consequences. And in the, the, at the end, when everybody, we see where they all are now, we see Sean Bean retired and playing golf yeah. and, um, in another sweater vest. I, I'm sorry. I can't the get over the sweater vests sweater. in this movie. His sweater vest. It was such an odd and an interesting choice. Um, I loved it. I hope that there's like a behind the scenes feature that's just about the sweater. Just about Sean Bean's sweater. That took some development. Somebody put real careful thought into that. That was, yeah. And still with his like regular, like terrible, disgusting mullet as well. I'm like, of course. Of course. I I don't understand. I, why do I, why? No, I, I'm not proud of myself, Lisa. It's okay. You, it's, yeah, he's my garbage imaginary I'm... boyfriend, and it's it's terrible. It's a problem. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. but yeah, I getting back to the subject before I keep coming, <laughs> I keep being distracted. Um, I yeah, it was just really interesting that there wasn't, and I was like, huh, that's true. It really is just kind of a man versus nature story yeah. rather than like 
about a villain. I mean, you know, that, and they mentioned, you know, that's so rare these days. Like in any other mm-hmm. movie, Jeff Daniels would be like evil for no reason. There'd be like all yeah. these like randomly or somebody on the crew would sabotage it when they tried to turn around yeah. or something. Yeah, that like they'd have to space somebody because, um, yeah, like he instead of doing a thing because it was what they needed to do to get into position they did the thing to sabotage the whole thing or the fact that he was left behind was because somebody lied and yeah he was you know yeah i i i very much appreciated that um it was it, it felt more like an act like a real science fiction story yeah um where there's it's not like an action story where there's got to be like the bad guy um so i was i just that's something that actually I I didn't mention uh, when we talked about Hamilton, but like one of the things that I like best about Hamilton is its sincerity. Like there's no irony to it at all. Cool. It's just, it's straight ahead. That's great. These are people who did great things and let's talk about how great that was. And um, like, I felt like, I felt like that kind of a vibe was in the Martian as well. Yeah. Like, it was a very sincere. Um, yeah. It's, it's very much about like, these are the things that people can do. Um, smart people smart dedicated people who care about other people like these are the things that can happen yeah when that's those are the conditions that are met which i thought was really great because so much of science fiction is this especially now um is like this hopeless dim yeah view of yeah. humanity about it's about like the terrible things that men do um, yeah it's, it's all it's like post-apocalyptic and... yeah dystopians is everybody's under like martial law and everything is horrible and we've ruined our planet which is all you know reactions to those are the conditions on earth in a lot of places um so it was really nice to see something that was like hopeful yeah about the future like the fact that they had four or five they had five planned mars missions mi- crewed oh that was mars great missions, yeah and they thought that they had there was a chance that they could have get the funding for a sixth and i was like like, that's the view of the future that I want to see. Yeah. Like, I don't... Because in my everyday, that's not the view of the future that I have. Yeah. Um. So it was really nice to go to a movie that, like, had faith. Yeah. Uh, that optimistic think, science and, fiction. You know, we yeah. talked about this a little, I think, with Hunger Games um, and Interstellar. We sort of touched mm-hmm. on this. But, yeah, just it's really nice to see optimistic science fiction. And you and I are both... um. You and I both grew up very much on Star Trek, um, as yeah. we've mentioned, and that really shaped, certainly for me, I don't know about you, but that really did shape the kind of science fiction I want to see. And yeah, it can mm-hmm. be cheesy and it can be kind yeah. of stupid sometimes, but it's still a really, really like positive show and it has this really positive vision of the future. Um, yeah. And like you said, we see so much like it's so often sci-fi these days is just an excuse for like crazy cgi dystopias of like Mm -hmm. cgi wastelands and wreckage um and dictatorships and it's just it's night like you said it's just really nice to see this positive vision this much more optimistic vision of the future yeah yeah, I just, you know, there's so much terrible in everyday life, you know, um, not just like personal, but like on the macro level, um, you know, 
we're destroying our planet, we're, we can't stop fighting wars with people, we can't stop hating people, we can't stop murdering people. So it was just nice to go in and see for a couple of hours a lot of people coming together to save one guy. Yeah. Like, you know, it was just... Um, There was actually... And this sort of undercuts my point there, but there's a <laughs> joke about... Uh, maybe we have spent enough resources now on rescuing Matt Damon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like as as a world, like maybe it's time to let Matt Damon go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my sister was mentioning that, like with this and Saving Private Ryan and Interstellar. And, Interstellar, yeah, yeah. That's, I yeah, I'm always on board, even when he, you know, demonstrates that he's not a perfect human. Um. I am still on board with rescuing Matt Damon because I think it's a better story than not rescuing Matt Damon. Um, even when he says boneheaded things, uh, like he has done recently, I, I still, I still want to watch the movie where people work together to save somebody. Like that's yeah, 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 especially on Mars. Yeah, come on, oh, come on, gosh, yeah, oh, that was, was fantastic. So Loved it just loved it. It was, yeah, it was really, it was just a really enjoyable movie. And it was, yeah, yeah, we walked out and my mom was like, I need the soundtrack also. Oh, yeah, the soundtrack. Um, A lot of people stayed in my theater through the credits. Nice. <laughs> to, just to listen. Um, And I walked out, I don't know about you, but I walked out, like, in such a great mood. Like, yeah. really energetic and, like, buoyant. Yeah. Like, I, and I don't know if it was the music. Because the music was so great, um, especially the song over the credits. But, um, like, I just felt good, like, walking out of the movies. And I, the last time I walked out of a movie with any kind of an energy was that horrible boxing movie. <laughs> and that was a totally, like, violent energy. Oh, like, dear. Really dark. Like, I, I wanted to, like, shadow box. Like, I wanted to punch people. It was horrible. But this one I walked out, like, into, like, the afternoon and I was, like, happy and Aww, that's nice. really energetic. And it was just, like, it was really nice to walk out of the theater feeling upbeat. Like, that doesn't, I feel like that doesn't happen yeah. very often. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah, it was good. I wanted to go back in and see it again yeah. immediately. Yeah, that was sort of my mom's yeah. reaction, too. She was like, I want to see it again. Gotta see it again. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, like, it was, I think, it was a great one-two punch. NASA could not have coordinated better. Yeah, um, that was if fantastic. If they had tried. Uh, the fact that, like, enthusiasm for, enthusiasm, I think, for um, space science, um, planetary science is pretty high right now. Yeah. Uh, they've had a lot of really big, big wins recently. The flyby with Pluto, which is still sending back ever more detailed Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. Pictures. I don't know bonkers. if you've seen the latest, but, like, it blew me away. Oh, it's um, incredible. Every new, every new data dump is just, it's incredible. Um, so they're, they're riding pretty high right now. I don't think they're doing so well funding-wise. I've heard rumors that um, a couple of the, the big missions that they've been working towards, because they've been trying to get uh, a Mars mission and also um, uh, some more lunar missions. Yeah, I've heard that those are kind of off the table now, which yeah. is upsetting and disappointing. Yeah, that's really, really disappointing. Yeah. Like, oh, all right. I mean, I guess you know, I get it. I God knows, I there are plenty of things that need funding here that's barely getting funding too. Yes. So I totally understand. But oh, uh, yeah, it's just it's really disappointing. 
Yeah. So I'm glad that I'm glad that they're getting these big splashy moments for all the decades of hard work that go into into these missions to collect data. And then the fact that they were able to time the uh, the water discovery with um, the Martian coming out, I think was just like, you know, whoever recognized that that moment was perfect. <laughs> that was wonderful. I hope, they, I hope they got a really good commendation for that. Yeah. It was really good. Um, and of course, the studio is probably really happy. I bet. Well. Yeah. Get everybody um, excited about yeah. Mars. Yeah. So everybody should be excited about Mars all the time. That's my th- that's my take. I'm, on it. I'm yeah. I can I can agree with that definitely. Um, what are some other things for you that involve Mars that you've enjoyed? Any movies or TV um, shows? Since we're on yeah, Mars you know, discussion, well, first of all, Total Recall. Yes. Uh, both versions, the Arnold version, and then the remake with um the Irish. Guy. What's his name? <laughs> Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Yeah. Um, the remake was pretty good. The original is hilarious. Like, it's so bad it's good. <laughs> um, it's ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and, uh, you'll get to the, you get to the end of it and you're like, wait, <laughs> wait, hold on. Um, but it's, they're really good movies. Uh, there were, a couple of years ago, late 90s, early 2000s, something like that, there were a pair of Mars movies that came out at the same time. Um, Mission to Mars and I don't remember and the Red Planet uh, those are both pretty good one of them is better than the other but I could not tell you alright one of them has to do with the face on Mars which is, of course is bullshit it's not actually a face no. on Mars um, it was just like a pareidola where some shadows converged and make it look like a face at one point that they don't anymore. No. Uh but there's like some mystical thing about the face on Mars and that one was ridiculous nice. but I don't remember which one it was nice so check those two out. Um, have you? How about you? Any favorite Mars? Well, always, or? always Futurama, uh, which involves mm-hmm. some episodes set on Mars, where there's a university. There's Mars University, and Amy Wong, one of the main characters, her parents are like among the richest people in the solar system, and they have a branch on Mars, the Wong Ranch. <laughs> um, so always Futurama, uh, but also I. Um, and as always, uh, Mass Effect in, uh, Mass Effect mm-hmm. 3, there's a mission that you play through on Mars, which is some archives on Mars that you have to fight through, which is, which is fantastic. So always, okay. always Mass Effect recommendations from me. Um, on, and Mars attacks also. I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh, yes. Even though that's not really classic. on Mars, but it has to do with Mars. It has Mars in the title think, and that's good enough. And for I me. think you can, you can look at Mars Attacks as the cautionary tale of why we need to not leave our garbage yes. on Mars, why we need to treat Mars gently and well, because if we don't, we're going to reap those yes. rewards. Yes. Um, and they're not, they're not fun rewards. No. They are not fun rewards. No, at all. not at all. Um, yeah, and that's memorable because for me, because it's sort of, it might be the last time I could stand Tim Burton. So, mm-hmm. uh, that's enjoyable. Yeah. Um, before his shtick kind of became really, really tired for me. Um, also, and that's another one with a cast, like a really surprisingly cast. Like people keep turning up and turning up and, yeah. and you're like, oh my God, when will it end? Yes. Um, Jack Nicholson in a dual role. Not something you see from Jack Nicholson no, very often. No, no. Um, and also, uh, 
this is not really... I don't think there's anything really on Mars in this, but uh, there's a fun book called Losers in Space that I really mm-hmm. enjoyed. And it has that same sort of hard sci-fi flavor um, about these kids who end up like stuck in space. Um, and it's, it's like I said, it's fairly hard sci-fi. So it, you know, the science is pretty, pretty accurate um, to where we okay. might be in like a couple centuries. And you know, which is there's no fast, there's still no faster than light travel. There's still not, you know, warp drive or something. So they get stuck on this ship. Um, and it's going to take them a couple of years basically to get back home because of, you know, the, because of the science of it, that that's just sort mm-hmm. of a scientific fact. Um, and it's about them sort of being stuck in space and having to survive. Um, and it's just, it can be, it's, the ending is a little rushed, um, and the way he incorporates sort of the science is a little off-putting, a little jarring. He'll have these little, like, asides about, like, the science, explaining the science of it, um, which can be a little, like, off-putting, but it's, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really cool book. Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I definitely recommend that as well. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I haven't read anything recently, um, but like Mars, I think has sort of fall had fallen out of favor um, as a science fictional setting. Um, yeah, you know, like which is weird because for so long it was so big. Um, yeah, like Martian became synonymous with like alien, right? Um, so yeah, like I maybe I maybe we're at the beginning of a resurgence. That would be yeah, great. that'd be great. Well, there wasn't much there really for a while. It was just sort of like a desert, as far as we knew. Yeah. There was you know nothing there. Now we know there's water. Now there's all these like discoveries we're making about it um, that are you know maybe boosting interest again. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, in the Martian Chronicles would be like the oh, always right? yeah. Like if you. If you're into science fiction or Mars at all, like, and you haven't read, you know, get on it immediately. Um, a, the science, as he understood it while he was writing it, is much different than the science as we understand it now. Um, so there are some things that are pretty, uh, pretty outdated, um, you know, as you would expect from a 50-year-old's collection of short stories. But uh, they're really foundational, and I love them personally. Um because it's 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 amazing how much he packs into very very short thin narratives, um, but there's a lot of sense of history behind um, and a lot of sense of wonder. Yeah, which I think is another thing that is missing from a lot of science fiction. These yeah, days. it's all it's all like just depressing and sad and scary yeah. and not even scary truly, like just kind of upsetting and grim and yeah. Yeah, that wonder, yeah. like you said, is is something that I don't see much of these days with science fiction. Um, it, yeah, that was something that was really enjoyable about The Martian, that there really was this sense of, of wonder to it. Yeah. Well, if we can get all these friggin' pessimistic baby boomers and all of us cynical Gen Xers out of the yes. way, and let some of these millennials start telling the stories, yes. like, I think we'll see... I think we'll see that come back because they're it's something that they um like a lot of like the younger generation is actually kind of a post space exploration generation at this point because um 
like you could even say we were because like we only had the shuttle program, which was not all that exciting as years went yeah. on. Um, and didn't really lead to a lot of like big discoveries. It was mostly just like you only paid attention when there were disasters. So like um, people who are younger than us are coming up in a world where they've never really had the big, exciting space exploration thing happen. Yeah. Um, so like I, I'm interested to see like what comes, what's coming next, like how they approach this idea of do we need to be looking outward? Um, do we need to be looking um, at the inner planets? Do we need to be looking outside of our solar system? Oh gosh, where, yeah. You know, where should we be pointing ourselves next? Uh, I think that's going to lead to a lot of interesting things, both in science and in science fiction. Oh, yeah. So I'm excited to see Yeah, that. definitely. Me too. Um, and my eternal, it's not, again, it's not really Mars related, but my eternal sci-fi, in terms of that sense of wonder, my eternal recommendation is Contact by Carl Sagan, mm-hmm. which, oh, just every time I read it, yes. I end up like weeping at so many points. Um, I, it's it's just so wonderful it's such a wonderful book he's so underrated as a writer like um i mean we we know him as like an educator uh, and as a scientist and like a popular educator but i think he's really really underrated as a writer he even in um in his nonfiction, oh yeah like he his writing really approaches this place of like sublimity like just beautiful evocative language and yeah, crying all over yep. myself because it's so gorgeous. Yep. yep. Um, and he's another one I think. Um, another thing that kind of gets lost because you know you're watching Cosmos and talking about his turtleneck, <laughs> and um, you really lose the sense that he had that like of like the inherent goodness of um, like the future. Yeah. Like he was a very positive, forward thinking. He person. was. Yeah, he um, was a very optimistic person, and that really shows in his work and in his fiction, yeah. especially. Um, that's just such a, a positive, optimistic book. Yes, Contact. Absolute eternal Always. Favorite. Always. And the movie was a really good adaptation of it, It too, was. I yeah. Contact. Now I want to go read it yes, right now. Yes. Okay. You should. <laughs> There's my afternoon. I always, always encourage that. Always. Um, right. And if you have some Mars recommendations or general science fiction recommendations, since we started to sort of drift towards that, um, or you want to <laughs> Our natural share <laughs> some really cool articles you've seen about Mars lately, then please do. We are always really excited to hear about that. Um, and you can do that on our website at realbossybritches.com. You can do that on Twitter and Tumblr at Britches Podcast. You can do that by email. You can do that on Facebook. You can really get in touch with us in a whole variety of ways. And you should, uh, once again, you should enter our contest for the Martian. Yeah. So by all means, tell us what you think. Uh, was the first place where Lisa cried in this movie. <laughs> and um, what's the deadline on that? Do we have one yet? Uh, no, I don't think we All have All right. One. Well, we'll um, figure one out I, then. Dates are dates are hard for me. At some point. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll figure one out. Probably sometime this month. We'll see. Who yeah. knows? At some point. We'll keep it open until somebody till wins. Until somebody wins. All right. Very yeah. good. Um, so you can... You should definitely get in touch and try to try to guess that one too. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you later. Bye.